In uncertain days, it is important to remember that our world is getting ready to meet God. We are all getting ready to meet Him. The King is coming. Today, we join Scott Pauley in walking through the final book of the Bible, the revelation of Jesus Christ. Is our Lord coming back? Oh, yes, friend, He's coming and He is not alone. In fact, when He comes, He's bringing rewards with Him. Listen to the words of Revelation 22 and verse 12. And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. Now, if you've been studying with us through this last chapter of the Bible, you know that this is the second time in Revelation 22 that He said He's coming quickly. The first time, behold, I come quickly, is a reminder to us of where we are going. He talks a great deal about the place where we're going to be with God. But the second time that he makes this statement, behold, I come quickly, the emphasis is on what he is bringing. The Lord is coming. The eternal God is coming. Verse 13, he says, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. So the eternal one who knows everything, he's coming but right here in verse number 12, he says, When I come, my reward is with me. In other words, he's bringing rewards with him when he returns. In light of that, I wonder, what should we be giving attention to? In light of the fact that someday every man, that's what the Bible says, to give every man according as his work shall be, what should we be emphasizing? What should be important to us today? I, I fear, I really do, that all too often we are living for things that do not matter. We are giving attention to things that in the end are not going to make any difference at all. Paul referenced uh, this reward in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 10 when he says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. He's coming and he's bringing rewards with him. So what should we give attention to? Well, I think the, the text answers that question. Let's look at one of them today, all right? First of all, in light of the fact He's coming and bringing rewards, I would say to you first, we should give attention to our worship. Back up to verse number 8. And I, John, saw these things and heard them. And when I had heard and seen, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel which showed me these things. Then saith he unto me, See thou do it not, for I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren the prophets, and of them which keep the sayings of this book, worship God. That's two powerful words. Worship God. Let that sink into your soul today. Let the Holy Spirit etch that on your mind and heart. Worship God. It's significant that in Revelation 22, in the context of our Lord's return and bringing rewards with Him, that there is worship being offered and the right kind of worship, and God is teaching us something about worship. You know, the first mention of any subject and the final mention of any subject are always a keys. They help us understand that subject. Well, Genesis 22 verse 5 is the first mention of worship. It's in the context of family. Uh, that's of great note. It is when Abram took his only son Isaac up on the mountain. You remember that? To sacrifice him. And he said to the servant, You stay here. 
I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. That's the first mention of worship. Now when you come to Revelation 22, verse 9, worship God, we find the final mention of worship. Now it's not the last worship because worship is going to go on forever. God is worthy of eternal worship. But it's the last mention of it in Scripture. And notice something interesting about both the first mention of worship and the last mention of worship, that in both contexts it is private worship and it is personal worship. In our day, we've reduced worship to a worship service, to an hour or two uh, with, a, with a group of people in a building somewhere. I'm for corporate worship. I love worshiping with God's people. But friend, worship's not a group sport. It's the individual heart attitude towards God. Worship God. And it must be personal. No one can worship God for you. And just because you're in a worship meeting doesn't mean you're worshiping. And it should be done not just publicly, it should be done privately. In fact, a turning point in my own devotional life came many years ago when I came to understand that God wanted and desired and deserved worship for me every day. And the greatest worship you give is the worship you give alone, you and God. Have you worshiped God today? Have you allowed the Word to lead you to worship? In your prayers today, were you just trying to get something from God or were you trying to give something to God? Were you truly worshiping Him? We learned several things in this passage about worship. First of all, we see the imitation, or excuse me, the initiation of worship. What, what begins it? What initiates it? The answer is God Himself. Every good thing begins with God. And notice in verse 8, John saw these things and he heard these things. And he said, And when I had heard and seen, I fell down to worship. I'm thinking of the disciples who said, We cannot help but speak the things we've seen and heard. Oh Lord, give us a fresh glimpse of you today. And give us a fresh ear to hear your word. When you see, get a glimpse of the Lord by faith, when you hear the word of God, that initiates the worship. That's the initiation of worship. Then notice the position of worship. He bows. It's a position of humility. If you can get on your knees, get on your knees. If you can get on your face, get on your face. But it's not just physical. No, it's spiritual. It's not just the, the position of your body. It's the condition of your heart. Are you humble before the Lord? To truly worship God, we must get low to acknowledge that He is high. And then notice the direction of worship. It's always in one direction only, and that is worship God. In fact, you'll notice that John, a spirit-filled, spirit-led man, fell down to worship at the feet of the angel, the messenger. You know, there's a great tendency today towards the worship of the messenger. Could I remind you it's not about the messenger, it's about the one who sent the message? That it's not about the ambassador, it's about the king? Too much man worship today. And if you think this only happened once, back up. Back up to Revelation 19 and verse 10. It had happened previously. 19.10 says, And I fell at his feet to worship him, and he said unto me, See thou do it not. I am thy fellow servant and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. This is not about men. It's all about Jesus. This is not about worshiping some preacher or deliverer of a message. Rather, it is about worshiping the one who sent him to deliver the message. Worship God. Friend, we're going to worship him for all eternity. We should begin that right now. In light of the fact that any moment our Lord is coming, behold, I come quickly and my reward is with me. In light of that fact, don't you think we ought to get a little practice now worshiping God? 
Let's get very practical for just a moment because this is not just to be a future tense worship. It's to be a present tense worship of a present tense God. Can I challenge you today to do something? Go to a quiet place. Find a place alone. Turn all the noise off. Turn your phone off. Turn the music off. Turn everything off. Get alone. And if you can, bow. Bow your knee. Bow your head. Bow your heart. And just worship Him. You say, I don't know exactly what that looks like. I don't know what that is. Why don't you begin this way? Lord, I love you. Lord, I praise you. Lord, I give you glory. Lord, I honor you. In other words, just talk to God about God. Don't try to get something from Him. Instead, give something to Him. Just give Him praise and glory. When was the last time you talked to God and didn't ask Him for anything? You just adored Him for who He is. Well, that's what we find on the last page of Scripture. That's what we're going to do for all eternity. And I would challenge you, that's what we all need to do today. In light of the fact He's coming with His reward, we should give attention to our worship. The purpose of all Scripture is to see God. In Revelation, the curtain is pulled back and we are reminded not to simply look at world events, but to look to Christ. We hope you will join us next time as Scott Pauley continues our study through this amazing book of the Bible. You may also join us right now for additional studies and a library of helpful resources at enjoyingthejourney.org. You will find several new features at our online home, and we trust they will be a blessing to you as you walk with God. Plan to visit us each day at enjoyingthejourney.org, and we look forward to returning to Revelation on our next broadcast. Keep your eyes on Christ and look up. The King is coming.